Put yourself in this man's shoes for a minute. You have no job and are looking for money. You see an advert for a position you'd be happy to fill, and it pays quite handsomely for the work expected of it. Suspiciously handsome, actually. But remember, you're desperate. And in this desperation, you perhaps choose poorly. Listeners, I bring you the tale. I took up a job as a night guard. I shouldn't have. By Boris Basic. This is a tale that is shorter than my usual work. But like a match in the darkest of nights, this story burns quickly, but burns oh so brightly. In this episode, I'm also including Boris's Amazon book link. So please support the author if you can. At $4, you can own a Kindle set of horror stories, and all purchases will be donated to a charity. Now, disclaimer, this episode is not for little ears. I'm sure this one will create some goosebumps for some. But we'll see. <laughs> now, before we start, I must thank those that support me, mates. My white tea warlords. Baron of Awesome, Matthew J. Bauer. The Soup Queen, Maya, and divided by zero, our unsung hero. Thank you for being so bloody awesome and supporting the show at this level. These white tea warlords are the legs of this podcast and constantly remind me why I love doing what I'm doing. I'm so grateful for your support. Thank you. And my old grand forces. Chad Warren, Just Heather, Lee Bauer, Lorraine Crescento, Mace Joe, Paige Marcini, Peter Raffaelli, and Michelangelo Giacone. You keep the show's lights on and the podcast eternally growing like a weed in a healthy unchecked garden. Unstoppable. Now turn off the lights, turn up the sound, and never enter a room full of mannequins. Ever. When I first saw the ad, I didn't think twice. Earn up to $80 per night with our simple job as a night guard. No prior experience required, the ad said. And I submitted my resume as fast as I could, fearing it could disappear or be taken by someone else at any moment. Not two hours after submitting my application, I got a response on my email that I've been hired and can start working from tonight. It struck me as odd that there was no job interview and that I needed to start work right away. But hey, maybe they urgently needed someone. I've been jobless for over a year now. So I naively ignored any red flags and was just happy to have a job. I went to the given address at 8pm and it turned out to be an office building. Hello? Hello? I called out when I entered, but no one responded. The hall I was in was engulfed in darkness, and the only source of light was coming through the pane of a glass on the door, which had the name Security on it. I knocked on the door, but there was no response. I decided to open it, and sure enough, it was empty. On the desk was a note, left clear as day for me to read. It said, To the new night guard, your shift starts at 8.04pm and ends at 4.04am. When you arrive to the building and relieve the other guard of your duty, you can stay in the security room as long as you want. 
but you have to use the elevator to get to the top floor once at any time during the shift. Once up there, you have to proceed to the end of the attic and flip the switch on the wall. That's it. If the other guard is not in the security room at the time of your arrival, make a report in the notebook and we will inform his family. As for your duty, it's very likely that when you push the top floor button, number 25, the elevator will go past that floor, and you may see that it stopped on floor 33. If this happens, do not try pushing any of the buttons, since it will not work. Go forward, through the hallway. Note that the flashlight may not do much to illuminate the area, but still bring it with you. There's a spare in the drawer. Some people report hearing or seeing office employees working at their desks, coming from any of the adjacent rooms. You may see them doing something like typing on a computer which isn't turned on, or typing one word over and over on the screen. Ignore them at all costs. It is currently unknown if the employees are real or a manifestation of the mind, but ignoring them should keep you safe. Turn left when you reach the end of the hallway. You may sometimes see a man standing in the middle, blocking your way. He will do you no harm so long as you maintain eye contact with him. You have to get past him. So put your hand on the wall to your right or left and slide it across as you go through to avoid stumbling and losing eye contact with the man. He will keep following you with his gaze and try to distract you. Reports indicate he may point behind you with a look of fear on his face to try to get you to look away. You may also hear loud crashing sounds or voices right next to you, but ignore them. Once you reach the end of the hall and round the corner, and not a moment sooner, you're safe from the individual. When you reach the exit which leads to the staircase, proceed down. Make sure to note what floor you are on, and if any of the floors start repeating on your way down, immediately go back up to floor 33, and then start descending again. If you see any of the other stair doors open, proceed carefully, especially focusing on the ceiling or underside of the stairs. You may start to hear footsteps coinciding with your own behind you, don't stop to listen, and don't turn around. Just proceed as you normally would. If you feel that the footsteps are getting closer, go faster, but try not to arouse suspicion. If you hear a high-pitched scream coming from above, it usually sounds like a mountain lion. Run down to floor 25 as fast as you can, and pray you are faster than the thing chasing you. If you are forced to continue going down despite the floors repeating, enter the closest floor. You will find yourself back in the hallway of floor 33, so simply repeat the steps from before. Once you reach floor 25, you are in the clear. First, call the elevator and jam the door to keep it open. Press the floor 1 button and go back to the switch. After flipping the switch, the lights will go out. At this point, you will start to hear screams all around you, similar to the ones described before. Run to the elevator as fast as you can and enter it. 
while unjamming the door. If you did everything right, you should have at least five extra seconds to close the elevator door before the entities of the building reach you. You should be back on the first floor of the security room once the elevator stops. You may spend the rest of the shift however you desire, so long as you don't leave the property between 8.04pm and 4.04am. Note that leaving the building at any given moment between the mentioned times will put you back on floor 33. Also note that not flipping the switch before 4.04am will result in you not being able to leave the building. Thank you for performing your duties. Management. It's 1.24am right now, and the elevator doors just opened on their own. Part 2 I barely made it through the building, and it was mentally agonizing beyond words. At 2am I entered the elevator, which had been open for almost an hour prior to that. I took the note with me and followed all the rules written there. The elevator stopped on floor 33 despite my hopes. There was the sound of typing to my left, and when I peeked through the shattered glass, I saw a guy in formal attire sitting by an old PC, layered with dust, which wasn't even turned on, and typing away vigorously. He'd even glanced over his shoulder and called out to his imaginary or invisible co-workers saying things like, Cindy, do you have that report ready? Or, the client said we should meet at 2pm. I tried not to look at him as I tiptoed through the hallway and turned left. A tall man in a coat stood in front of me and he was staring right at me. I knew I had to maintain eye contact with him, so I slowly went past him. The entire time he tried to distract me by pretending he was about to hit me and hoping I would flinch, pointing to things behind me in a very convincing manner with a look of horror on his face. I swear at one point, someone even screamed, Watch out! Right in my ear. Luckily, I made it unscathed, and going down the stairs to floor 25 was uneventful. I made it to the end of the hallway on 25, flipped the switch, and rushed back to the elevator, as blood-curdling screams echoed all around me. The elevator doors closed just in time for me to hear something heavy slam into it with full force. Luckily, the elevator started descending and the screams slowly faded. I stopped on floor one, but the door wouldn't open. Come on! I pressed the open button in vain and then the elevator started moving down. I slammed the number one button over and over, but the elevator failed to respond. I went down for an impossible amount of time, descending by my estimation at least 15 to 20 floors down. And then it finally stopped, and the doors opened. In front of me was some kind of waiting room, with a sofa and lamp table next to it. There was a door opposite to the elevator. I pressed the buttons over and over, but there was no response. It was clear. The elevator wanted me to step out on this floor. Sure enough, as soon as I did, the doors closed again and the elevator went back up. I cursed. Shit. Frustrated and scared shitless. I inspected the room and just then realized 
there was a hastily written note on the lamp table. I picked it up. Here's what it said. If you're reading this, that means you fell for the trap. Just like me. The good news is, you made it through the first task on floor 25. The bad news is, there is no job. And you aren't gonna get paid. Whoever these guys are, they're running some fucking experiments on us, like some lab rats. We need to get the fuck out and get to the police. Read this next part carefully, because your life will depend on it. When you go through the door on your left, you'll find yourself in a mansion of some sorts. You need to make it to the third floor. But it won't be easy. Follow these rules. Floor 1. Go through the hallway, but whatever you do, don't fucking look in the mirror to your left. You may see with your peripheral vision, the reflection not mimicking your own movement or just facing and staring at you. But do not look at it. Close your eyes if you have to. Once you're past the mirror, turn left and go straight. You may hear the toilet flush in the bathroom to your right at this point. If this happens, hide immediately. There is a closet close by. Hide inside and don't make a sound until the old man comes out of the bathroom and is gone. Wait at least one full minute before going out. Once you're in the clear, climb the stairs in the main hall to the second floor. Floor 2. Turn right and take the second door to the left, a blue door. I have no idea what will happen if you take the other doors or turn left. Once through the blue door, you'll find yourself in a big room full of mannequins. Dozens of mannequins will be on both sides. You may hear giggling. And some of them change the direction of their gazes and their positions or poses when you don't look. But I think they won't harm you if you don't disturb them. If any of the mannequins' heads drop to the floor and roll in front of you, <laughs> run as fast as you can and close the door behind you once you're out. <sighs> Follow the hall that winds around and don't worry about any voices you hear from the adjacent rooms, even if they beg you to come help them. If you hear or see any of the doors opening, hide again. The old man might seem someone you can overpower easily, but don't even fucking think about it. Once he's gone, climb the stairs. Floor 3. Remember the man from floor 33 who you had to keep eye contact with? He might be here again, but he's going to be more aggressive this time. You're going to hear someone scream something like, I got you now, right behind you. But ignore it! You will also start to feel a stinging, a burning sensation in your eyes. Do your best not to blink. If you have to blink, try not to keep your eyes closed for more than a second. Maintain eye contact with him and go through the hall until you can turn left. Left from the original position. That means you're right as you're facing the man backwards. If you see a woman in patient's gowns, standing in front of the elevator, facing away from you, just stand next to her and wait for the elevator. If she asks you to come inside the elevator with her, Will you come inside with me? Politely decline. 
if she doesn't say anything, you can step inside with her. But don't talk to her, just stare in front of yourself. Once you're in the elevator, you'll see that there are no buttons inside. The elevator will start going up on its own. When the elevator stops, wait until the woman steps out and stay inside until the elevator starts moving again. If she asks you if you'll come with her, will you come with me? Politely decline again. Once the door closes, the elevator should go up a few more floors. Now, if the woman was not there at all, but you then took the elevator and she enters when the doors open, exit immediately. I don't know where you'll be, and I have no idea what you need to do there. So you're on your own. Hope you don't run into her. I came back to give you this warning. Compiled from my own and other people's experiences, so chances are I either made it out or I'm dead somewhere else along the way. If you manage to get out, expose these fuckers and don't let anyone else get fucked over. Good luck, guard who came before you. You've got to be fucking kidding me, was my first thought. Ten minutes later though, I was in the clear and managed to get to the elevator by following every rule the guard laid out. I was lucky though. Aside from the old man in the bathroom, no one else bothered me. I heard a giggle and a set of footsteps in the mannequin room. But neither the staring man or the patient woman were present. So I managed to safely take the elevator. My heart thumping the entire time. So fast I thought it was going to burst out of my chest. The elevator started going up and I prayed I would be back at the reception. My hope was short lived. Because when the elevator stopped, and the doors opened, I was in an advanced security room with a bunch of camera feeds across the entire wall. On the desk on top of the keyboard was another note. Well, I eagerly await part three, Boris. And I'm sure many of my listeners are as well. The thing is, he has yet to write this piece, and I can't wait to narrate it once it's out. Again, a big thank you, Boris, for today's story. You'll find his social media links and Reddit links in the show notes. Don't be a stranger. If you have a question or feedback for either myself or Boris, reach out to us and say hi. Now, listeners, there's going to be another No Sleep Tale for you tomorrow, because I'd hate for you lovelies to miss out on a whole episode. So stick with me tomorrow for some more tales to get under your skin and have you looking over your shoulder. And if you know someone out there hunting for a new podcast, do both us and them a favor and let them know about the show. I know a lot of you already have done this and thank you so much. But if you know someone looking for something different, then throw me at them and see if I stick. (laughs) Mates, have a great Thursday day or night. And as always, till next we meet.